Battletech fans, it's a great night tonight. You are listening to Wolfnet Radio. I'll be your host tonight, Matthew the Bloodbath Barons. Joining us tonight's co-hosts, we have, as always, Andrew the Minnow with the chin music, Kroll. Welcome back to the show. Good evening, guys. <laughs> chin music. Chin music. This is starting to grow back in. The thinner than a weed cousin, Aaron, the coach, Crawl. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I like that one. I, I, I can come in on that one all the time. It's not true, but I'm a pretty stout weed these days. I will You're bend with the, this is going to go here. I will bend with the wind, you say. We just, we just had Pizza Ranch Buffet tonight, and holy shit, do I feel fat. <laughs> So you'll be you'll be taking a break in about an hour. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind the toilet flushing in the background. <laughs> Casting his shadow all the way down from Colorado, we have Luke Charles Gideon, also known as Wheels Dirks. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Uh, hey, everybody. That's Jesus, so many, many nickel signs. Do you have <laughs> so many? As, so as many times as, I, as many times as we've had arguments, good drinks, trips over the sidewalk, there's there's an endless quantity of call signs. Like you even left out Captain of Charlie Company, oh. Bravo Company. My bad, Bravo, Bravo Company. <sighs> Which I digress. Oh. Also, messing up. We messed up on that so bad. You should have been Charlie Company because that just is confusing <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Freaking Charles from Bravo Company. What the hell? Eh, it would have stuck. Either way. Hey, so, we do a whole unit rearrange here. All good. Hey, hey, does everybody want to talk about the Kickstarter? Nah, fuck it. Let's not nah. talk about that. All right, Let's moving see. along. No, I go back. <laughs> now, there was a really obscure thread that I'd really like to talk about, about how uh, the word of Blake was all an inside job. Oh, yeah. I was going to jump on that, too. You uh, were not. Shut up. I, I was, too. I was, too. I just made that up. <sighs> Unless that's a real thing, then no, no I didn't. And I paid no, no, the threads no. a lot. Andrew and I had a discussion about a month ago about how serious some people are about inside jobs and how it's a conspiracy and you, you walk you walk to a table to go do your own thing and all of a sudden someone says hey hey you know what's going on man <laughs> no i don't but that pizza looks pretty good over there let me tell you about it's kind of like talking to like jake the snake you know jake the snake we uh we gotta have. I don't want to go too down too far down the rabbit hole on this one because Jerry <laughs> has got a cat that is thoroughly convinced that Comstar had worked with Clan Wolf in during the Tukid battles to keep Clan Wolf in a position to be a political powerhouse. I'm getting it wrong, but he has got a thread that he talks through where if you look at it sideways, one eye, it makes sense. But man, there's that. And that's, that's what I love about the universe is there's so much diversity. There's so much coming to a short so many ways to feed into things that you can, 
you can extrapolate and pull things out. And, you know, there are people that leave some really wild ass shit, but that's what's fun about it, man. Coming it to is. a store near you, your Anastasia's Fox to foil hat. <laughs> in all sizes and shapes. It fits perfectly under your uh, your uh, your helmet. Neuro helmet. Jeez, how did I forget that? Especially if you're bald. Especially if you're bald. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was definitely wrong. It wasn't Jake the Snake. It was Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Going back two years of that comment. Nice. Uh, so anyway, there was a Kickstarter that happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just forgot. So hey, uh, we are currently at nine hundred and sixty-eight thousand two hundred and twenty forty-seven hundred backers. You know, I just want to say that I really appreciate all the swag and all the free stuff that's coming out to go along with the cash we're throwing at it. That's cool. So I was just telling you guys this before the podcast and I, and I want to get this out there. Um, there's been, uh, call it negativity in, in the chats and the comments. About has I would say paranoia. Paranoia. Maybe not negativity. Themselves paranoia. Have they, you know, they promised the world, will they deliver? I will tell everyone I've had some email conversations with the powers that be. Um, they're they knew there there are there are those that are in the know or, or that are that are running this that absolutely knew things were gonna go the way they did. And yes. without a doubt, there is a plan. And I I was skeptical. Um when Brent and Ray took over, um, but call me a true believer. I'm a now call me a toaster worshiper at the altar of Brent and Ray. Um, Bandwagon jumper. Brent Brent has has said we are going to do X Y Z. Brent has always delivered. Hooah! He is at a. <laughs> if you have never met Brent Evans, you. But, that He's guy a, is a strung out wire. There is that guy has he is passionate beyond passionate, which is awesome to be the line developer for a game and hold as much passion as any gamer can. Um, being across like <clears throat> being like fifty feet across the tables at like the Masters of Minions last year from him, I can feel the heat coming off him resonating. <laughs> hey, I posted that picture last year, <laughs> giving me the freaking double horns for, on the front. That was awesome. The tables over. Um, it, it, it was real. I saw I, it with my own eyes. I was almost blinded. Listening. If you have any sort of doubt, if you're worried about the, the Kickstarter, I will tell you, relax, Brent and crew are on this it may not deliver you know every all 92 mechs aren't going to land march of 2020 um but we got to give it time we have good communication um people are are notified yeah i mean communication goes such a far a long ways that there, there's ways to set expectations and, there, and this is going to be successful um I'm thoroughly excited that this is 
going down the way it is. We just had another star kernel come in, 4701. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting I'm waiting to be the one that pushes it over the million mark. Yeah, I feel like there's it's going to go from 999 <laughs> to 1.2 million real quick. Yeah. <laughs> real quick, right? Real there's quick. 25 days left to go, right? And <laughs> normally, normally Kickstarters, right? They they have this huge surge at the end, and they tail off, and then all of a sudden there's a huge surge the last couple of days or whatever. God, this has stayed pretty steady. I mean, five days in, and it's just holy Christ! Just just regular regular slugs coming down the barrel every so often. Just poof, poof, poof. The so, only thing, to be honest with you, the only thing that I have. I'm not concerned about, but is the transformation of the pieces of the miniatures are, are Anthony Scrogans has done and it's some amazing work with the art. Um, I wonder if that guy sleeps anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's now. Question. Well, that's with the amount of work that's lined up for them, I don't know if he's gonna anymore. You know what I mean? He's but, gonna have to train, hire, and lead. <laughs> My my big question that my big it's not a concern, but it is is how are the new miniatures going to look next to the old miniatures? Beefy. Tommy said They're, it best. Beefy. They are beefy. They they are big. I mean, you take the take the a game of uh, armored combat units and stand them next to um, <laughs> like the Alpha Strike packs and the old box set. You know, all the other mechs look really anemic. Um, yeah, that would really be my only concern is that cohesiveness of an army that spans the 35 years that we have granted the, the we needed the facelift. We needed the change in miniatures oh, yeah. and these guys are taking it to the next level. Hats off. Awesome work. Um, just this isn't, this isn't like a face of, this is like a full on BattleTech 2.0, like it almost is. is. This is a 100% revamp of the entire game. I, I it's a revamp of the look and feel. You know, oh, I yeah. would if if they came out with a a whole new structured set of rules, I would call it 2.0. Well, we're little by little we're starting to get there. I mean, I mean, look how long look how long BattleTech has been just chugging along, like. Decades. Like we thought the Lance packs were like the greatest thing to ever come. And that was 20 years after the game came out or something like that. This is, this is 100% just, I mean, they're chucking everything into the garbage other than this, the basic rules and starting all over. And in one respect, I completely agree with and respect the decision of a guy who played in 88, right? The game is released in 86. The guy who played in 88 could very, very quickly pick up and take off tomorrow because the rule set has not really changed. That being said, you look at War Machine, you look at the things 40K and Warhammer are doing right now, um, X-Wing, um, a lot of the mainstream games, things are, are a lot more streamlined. Things are a lot quicker. Things happen a lot differently. Is that right or wrong? 
I don't know. I I can't I can't answer that because I'm a biased player, right? BattleTech for me is my game. That's the game right. that I play. I I've, I've tried getting into X-Wing. I think I've sold my shit off to Aaron twice now. I have Space Hulk, I've got Blood Bowl, I've got, you know, just looking over my shoulder. There there's a lot of games here that that I want to try and get into or that I do get into, but I always keep coming back to BattleTech. It's what I know. It's where my largest investment is and I enjoy the game and I enjoy the people that I'm with doing I, or playing. I maybe I use the wrong words with revamp. I mean, it's, it's like Battletech got no love forever. And then all of a sudden it's like all the love. <laughs> it's like, it's well, like, I think, I think cause they couldn't keep up with putting products out. I I get the I get the feeling personally I get the feeling with the conversations that I've had with with some folks that I personally I believe the powers that be kind of questioned whether there was the momentum the drive in the fan base out there to do something like this or to take take that leap uh, you know you look at us. Catalyst is not a big game company. And when you have two major properties, Shadowrun and, and Battletech, Battletech community is, it, it, we're faithful, we're there, but we're old. <laughs> you know? yeah, we're and, old. And the older you get, the less change you want to have, which makes it really, really hard to move forward, to, to introduce new things. I mean, there is still a huge love-hate relationship of Total Warfare and Alpha Strike. Yeah, but that's I, fine. I love both. I love both rule sets. Matter of fact, I would probably lean myself more towards Alpha Strike. Um, I love the ability to be able to play the diverse number of units in BattleTech in a much more streamlined fashion, where I'm not having to have nine tables. Nine sheets of tables for motive checks and damage rolls for different units and all of uh -huh. those things. I, I really like the fact that Alpha Strike really plays the same. I mean, different things happen for different units, of course, but I guess, and I'm, I'm not basically what I'm getting at is we have always been telling whoever owned Battletech, FASA. Uh, whiz kids uh, now it's catalyst we've been telling them hey we're here we want new stuff like yep. give us things <laughs> we will pay for it please yeah. and i think this kickstarter was a giant i told you so to the powers of be like hey we weren't kidding when we're like we will throw almost a million dollars your direction if you just give us what we want. Hey, uh, be honest with you. I, I saw the, the post here from, um, oh, God, what's Lauren's boy's name? <sighs> anyway, uh, he posted that they were going to put up some uh, a more Kerensky levels. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I emailed Aaron, and I asked him. I'm like, dude, let's go Habsies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do a Galaxy Commander and a Kerensky, and let's go out and have a good time. There is um, no effing way. 
I side mentioned it to my wife and she kind of gave me that side eye look like, are you serious? Um, Cause she knows I'd, I'd spend it, but you know, for five grand, I can take my family to Disney world. It's kind of hard to say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a Battletech fan, but Jesus to that though, you know, they're talking about Kerensky con. I absolutely think that they I could laugh. move forward. I laughed when I saw that. Yeah, What's but I, honestly, I believe they could do a strict Battletech convention. Yes. Pick a, pick a three-day weekend in Portland, in Chicago. I'll host it here. I'll line it all up. I don't care. Midwest. Midwest. I, Midwest. I will make that happen. But if we had a weekend where it's just it's, – it's 200 bucks or, you know, 100 bucks for the weekend, just come. We'll have a conference room or something. And get together and play Battletech. That would what be you, take over a hotel. That would be a blast. You and, and I, I honestly, I think people would come out of the woodwork for that too. I, I really bet you get two hundred and fifty people. Easy, oh, yeah. easy, maybe. Yeah, you would. That's you not, would. not enough for a con. Well, you'd have. You at least have more. Thing, but you got to remember, this is this isn't necessarily a con in that respect. It's more of a. They have Dairy Con. Right, DairyCon is in Wisconsin, and it is very, very Transformer themed. It's a fan based thing. They've, uh, I've got a couple of guys here. They go to it every year. Have a blast. It's a long. It's a three day weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine having that here in the cities and and coordinate that with Fallout Shelter and have a place? I mean, oh my God. Okay, that would me, be fantastic. Let me backtrack. Would you want to be in a room with 250 BattleTech fans? Fuck yeah. <laughs> could you? Oh, by the way, could the you arg- imagine the, the arg- conversations you could have? The arguments. Could you imagine the litter, the, the 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 conversation around the story, oh, and yeah. the passions that people would bring? Oh, it'd be off the chart. That would be great. You would have 50 people looking up the same rule in freaking modern warfare. <laughs> and- <laughs> And still not find it, <laughs> and then have a debate on how do you, how do you then, interpret the rule? That'd be, then you'd have that an hour, awesome. You'd have an hour debate on wh- why don't they have a glossary? <laughs> and then you'd have a GM say, "Moving along, roll the dice and see what happens." Roll the dice. Let's go. Odds are even. Yes or no. Move along. Oh my god! You you live or you live or die. Big deal. Move along. And you, you know how I you you said how how interesting it would be. Here's the thing about looking over your shoulder too. Look down at your forearm. That's how devoted people can be. Yeah. So you make you make fun of my mole on my arm? Is that what you're making fun of? <laughs> here's news to the listeners. <laughs> the big man, the big man himself. Tell us what you got. I I'm I'm gonna hold it back, man. I'm holding what? it back. Surprise. <gasps> Is this a surprise? Oh, surprise. killing me, Smalls. All I can say is his next one's got to be Natasha Kerensky in the pinup model. Ooh, over a I'm spider. Gonna on my back. I'm gonna put that on my back. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure when you just make sure when you put your shoulder blades back, her uh, <laughs> together. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. So anyway, um, wheels. Yes, wheels. Wheels. You gotta they, put it on this. Um. So they freaking released so many mechs. So many mechs. I think I heard, last count I heard was 92. 92 yes. is what I heard. Green deck, that includes um, the uh, statues. 
I believe that includes the Comstar, the the million dollar mark. If they get, if we hit the million dollar mark, and the two level twos, it's ninety two mechs. So they got your crab. They got your crab. I know. And and to tell you the truth, I don't think Scrogans is going to have too tough of a time because a majority of these he's already done artwork for Macquarie oh, yeah. Online. Oh yeah. And they they pretty much look exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, I disagree wholeheartedly, but okay. Well, there's a couple here and there, but, but for the most part, like it's a cockpit change, maybe or this and that, but they're essentially the same. Well, I no, personally, they're, personally, they're, I think the miniature mechs, the miniatures that they're producing, look a hundred oh, times better than MechWarrior Online. I will I, agree; yes. they do look better. Yes, MechWarrior Online. MechWarrior Online. They have, they have chunks of armor that just kind of jut and move and just kind of fit but they don't they they look a little bit more alien compared to the original sleek style design yeah style i believe the the new style looks awesome it looks functional it's a lot better it's like an in between it's It's chunky it's It's chunky it's blocky chunky it's more Aaron and Aaron and I have grown up in the construction industry. And you, when you look at a heavy piece of equipment, right, it's functional. There's the mechs now look industrial. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that right. They Aaron, do you get what I'm trying to say? They, they look, look like they look, they have the look that carries the weight. They all look like an M1 Abram tank. Right. Like military <laughs> hardware. And that's, yeah. and that's only a vulture at like 60 tons. When they talk about armor panels getting blown off and stuff like that, like you can see that on the mech. You can see like, yeah. oh, that chunk of armor right there is gone. Yeah. Um, no, he, he knocked it out of the park. And I'm, I'm really interested to see. They've got, let's see, it's August pretty much. And they have till March. So they have what? Well, uh, hold on now. March is, let, let's, let's not be saying too much march is the invasion box set right let's i'm just let's go with invasion box set and elementals that's what's going to be in the box let's go with that march nine months and i'm pretty sure everything that we've seen 3d rendered which includes the two intersphere boxes and the three stars well we know those are done already because those those miniatures were in the diorama last year exactly so So, all all the your stuff up until what was the what was the lance that had the marauder 2 in it there's like 25 mechs done out of the 92 the marauder 2 the marauder 2 is with the atlas right it's up to and including uh 200,000 yeah okay stretch full so the warhammer and rifleman those i know are done yep oh yeah after that then there's no more renders right so what i'm saying is that they're not they're not doing 92 megs they're doing 60ish say and i'm saying so, no, nobody nobody should expect all 92 in march but what i'm saying is they did say march and so i am expecting at least two lances of inner sphere and a star of clan i would i would agree with you on that absolutely i agree with you the 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 inner the invasion box set the battle lance, the command lance, and I think the other inner sphere battle lance or something like that. Oh, and for all those in the know, 
if my freaking elementals aren't done by then, I'm going to be super pissed. <laughs> <laughs> those, things, those things look amazing. I'm not, I'm not a hundred. I, okay. As a, as a bonus. Just, no, 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 no. I'm, hey, I'm taking this <laughs> to another level. Hold on a minute. This <laughs> is a, this is a free speech kind of show. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I, like, I am all over the new elementals. I want to see a 28 mil. He's put out. Ooh. I want a 28 mil of that new elemental. I want one. I'm sure they will. I'm not yeah. I'm I'm not gonna be a criticist, but I will miss the triangular SRM two boxes on the shoulders. I love the rest of it. I'm just like See, not quite sold I'm, on the SRM launchers yet. I like I the old style. Of those. But it doesn't matter to me. It's it's new stuff, it's awesome. I, I think they look great. I can get over anything with new stuff. And if anything, somebody's gonna get a hold of the little miniatures, they'll scan them and they'll just three D print a big one. Yeah. Well, I I wanna see them put that out. Give that to Iron Winds. Let them produce that. I've got I have a star of them sitting here to go along with another idea that I have that I'll never get time to get to. I got them here with the idea of doing something. That that um, brings up an interesting topic. Ooh. Where does Iron Winds fall in all this? So that's a good question. So the I so Catalyst kind of got a deal with the Lance Packs in that they were a game supplement because they had an Alpha Strike card in them. I think Iron Winds will end up having, at some point in time, down the road, they'll they'll be producing the miniatures in in metal. My sincere hope is that... you know, God damn it! I keep buying tickets to try and win the lottery so I can. You know, <laughs> I would I, love. To, I, I would love. To, I would love to see Iron Winds be able to do injection. I believe that the new miniatures in plastic, just repositioning, reposing, offers so much more ease of 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 doing that kind of thing in plastic than than the metal is. I've done a lot of repositioning. I've done a lot of reposes. It's a hell of a lot of work in metal. That's true. Um, the new plastics, they look amazing. They are going to paint up amazing. Um, and here's the other thing. That way, man, that would be, that'd be awesome. And when you're carrying that giant Pelican case to the play area, you don't have to carry 80 pounds of metal or, Computer, you, can, you, you can carry 10 pounds of plastic. Yeah. That's, so the, that's the benefit I see, too. Is, and, and when you drop it, it doesn't shatter into 18 pieces. You might, you might like, tweak a, a rifle barrel. That's it. Hey, and you know what? When you have to fly to do that new Kerensky con, <laughs> you can take your back on the plane and not be overcharged for weight. See, there's all benefits here. There's benefits. See, Brent, I'll be, ta- I'll be taking the warship. I'll be taking the warship. It doesn't matter. Can you? <laughs> is there a scenario that's being worked out that since Catalyst can only sell these mechs in lance packs, that Iron Winds will have the individual mechs in metal? I have not heard. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to put anything out there other I mean, than I know. Are- I know that 
Catalyst and Ironwinds. They have a good relationship that I can't imagine at some point in time that won't happen. But you know, well, I mean, for, for Ironwinds, it's, it's, it's capitalism, a, guys. It, it's capitalism. It's got to be a win. Catalyst can sell those lance packs in plastic. They're gonna sell them in plastic. For for Ironwinds, it's got to be a win because, like, I'm not gonna buy two freaking star packs just to get one extra direwolf. If Iron yeah. Winds, if Iron Winds has the same model, maybe well, it's metal, maybe it's not. Now the question's going to be though, right? The player base is going to have to make a shift because these new miniatures are not going to be ten dollars. No, they are going to be Five. twenty north of twenty-five per miniature in metal. It's just they, they can't get around that. Well, they're that much bigger. They're that much beefier. Um, yeah, it's I a mean, lot of raw, raw material. You start talking, you start looking at the miniatures, the dire wolf, the executioner, the sickness is the first mech that comes to mind as far as metal goes. That's a big miniature, right? You're looking at 15 to 20 bucks, which isn't out of, out of the range. I mean, an X wing <sighs> ship, a small base X wing ship is 20 bucks. Okay. Well, you, but you take a step back and you it's look at you look at Warhammer, you can get a squad for, you know, 40 bucks. That's sure. five or I think it's five miniatures. But I, I like I like it. I'm seeing down the road. I like it where, you know, Iron Winds can take care of, of the classic Battletech and Catalyst is taking care of the Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike, you want more units. Battletech, you're not running a battalion. You're running one, maybe two, three mechs on your side. But I, I, pers- I mean, this is what we're doing with our 350 army, right? Right. I personally think Catalyst, Battletech, we need to get to a point where we have a tournament scene of the parameters like 40K, a 2,000-point army. Because that's what the that's what the customer wants. The, the fans want, want a tournament. We all want something like that. And we're we we have been talking and we're going to do some work at gen con um off to the side nothing official of playing around with some ideas of coming up with a start or to, to, a way to start a conversation around creating that or filling that void that format uh, that format um I, I really think that that is the next that's the next stage that, that we need to start looking at and start developing. Yeah, because that can be a huge tap of, uh, of gaining audience and gaining community of players that want to, how do you say, they want to bring their stuff to the table. And they actually probably want to get ranked and see how well they do with everybody else. Yeah. They want a competition. Yeah, they want to compete. Thank you. They want to compete. They just well, want to Well, I think just to speak a common language, you know, because I know years ago we'd spend hours just trying to figure out how to balance the armies, you know, and you can do that with BV now, thankfully. That's that. I, I think if everybody understands, hey, you know, yeah, we got a, a 350 BV, and that's what everybody understands. Everybody can show up with what they want. It already assembled, already ready, 
you know, you don't, it, it's not a hunt and pick through all of my miniatures and all my record sheets trying to figure out what to, what to take to balance with what you want. You know, we put, I put a lot of constraints in there and I did that. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I did that. I did that with the idea of, I mean, we saw, I saw there was a, a an alpha strike tournament that was ran in Tennessee. And I think they ran a 600 PV force. Holy crap. And a cat showed up with like a company of mechs and he walked all over everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd and be my, he had, he had a land, he had a battle lance that was at skill zero, all four mechs. He had another lance that was at skill two. I mean, just blew everybody out of the water. This is what I bring to the party. <laughs> and yeah, while, while that's interesting and it can be fun in the sense of, it's broken and it's neat to see it doesn't it doesn't push people to be competitive you want to build a a way to break it and break it in that fashion you're not going to get people to come you want to build that format where it's very difficult to break it you want to make it so it's it stays even even if you try and manipulate it Uh, i like that i just Competitive. I yes. want everybody to be able to show up and be competitive. If you've got a unit that is trouncing everybody, great. Uh, we've 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 attempted to limit and, and control what people are going to be able to bring to the table so things are competitive. If you find a way to break it, good for you. But know that the format's going to change because the whole purpose of this is to stay competitive so that everyone has the opportunity to win or everybody has the opportunity to have fun. It's zero fun to just mark dots and not be able to do anything. I had that happen to me at Gen Con last year with our eight case. <laughs> it was over and it was over the third round. And he, the guy, Moon Sword, looked at me and says, "You're not going to finish this." I'm like, "I really don't feel like filling up my record sheets. You're going to walk all over me. This game is done." Sad I face. Sad face. Sad face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was yeah. it was horrible. Andrew, that that tournament in Tennessee was that just like a straight up fight? Yeah, I think everything was was just okay. yeah, everything was straight up. See, I think with the way we're approaching it is you're not going to have a straight up fight. There are right. objectives, there are scenarios. There, I think we're on what five scenarios? I've got three solid ones. <clears throat> three that solid I'm, that I'm comfortable. Oh, there was a fourth one that we got to work some kinks out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But also, like, you have to capture a building. And in order to capture a building, you need to infiltrate it. Well, you can't infiltrate it with mechs. Nope. So there's there's a certain amount of points that need to be devoted to either battle armor or infantry. Um, and how do you get that battle armor infantry there? Uh, the speediest way is, is transports. Well, there's some more points devoted to transports. And then you start looking at the way the seals do everything and double up, right? Mm-hmm. You always got to have so, a backup plan, um, and then you also have to have. I mean, I think we're we're at that sweet spot where you can have four to six mechs. Yep. But if you're taking six mechs, they're not very heavy. And and not- to, to be honest with you, my whole unit is all mediums and lights. I right. do not have a heavy unit in my group. And and I think Alpha Strike is one area where you can utilize that. 
um, light units and fast units do make a difference. But I do agree with, and I do like the new PV value on them because they are a powerful unit. You yeah. get a Locust 6M that can go 32 inches across the table, even though he can only do one point of damage, he's shooting somebody in the back every round. Yep. Guaranteed. And there is a cost associated with having a unit like that on the table. I like what they did there. Um, what I would like to see them do is I like the Alpha Strike cards, but don't put the damn point value on them. Yeah, I would I would do what X-Wing does in 2.0 is leave that off so you can always have an ever-changing uh, point value cost. I love the colored cards. I like all of that. Leave the damn point value off so that we can use the colored cards. Right. <laughs> Because it's know, always, six months it's after we buy them, because things have changed again. It's always going to be adjusted for pilot yep. pilot skill and everything. Those those PVs are always going to be adjusted. Yep. I mean, if anything, if anything, leave a yellow circle or something there that you can write the value in, based on the unit that you took with skills, skill value, you know, special pilot abilities, all of that. Yep. Hey, um, solid innovation right there. Yeah. No, I, I I'm I'm really really happy because that's that's one thing I've always wanted for the last five years in BattleTech was some sort of tournament competitive format that I can go and compete and do things like that and there just wasn't one so we decided to start working on one and I think we've come a long ways I think it's I think Gen Con is going to be a really really eye opening experience and. <laughs> Bring your notebooks because we're going to be taking lots of notes. Damn right. In fact, I, I think that's Anything's what I might. On the table. I think Anything. that's what I might do is I might just walk around. I might be like the judge. That's <laughs> fair. But hey, literally no, just take fair, my notebook that's awesome. and, and just, hey man, how'd that match go? What did you think was good? What do you think didn't? You know, just like try to get as best of a battle report as I can from every single game because that's like invaluable knowledge. Mm-hmm. You have to bring a lab coat and a clipboard. Oh, I can do that. Official. Oh, you got to have a pocket protector. <laughs> Glasses. I have a pocket protector now. Nice. No, I'm <laughs> so to that. Um, you know, I know that um, Drew Bethard's is going to be there. Um, who's the other guy that's going to be there? Donner is going to be there. Jared. 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 Um, we tried to get. Was now, Josh making it? No, Joshua right, no. has to go. Joshua has to go shoot his Dooku or Joshua. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got to go shoot his uh, unicorn. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's going on safari. That's right. Heck yeah, he's going to be out in the lions and tigers and the bears. Oh my! Ooh, take pictures. Take pictures. Yes, we want to see a kill shot. So, but, to Jared's Jared's question about pickup games at Gen Con. Um, I went through some old forum posts at Gen Con, and if you go to HQ um, anytime during the day and say, hey, we need, a no we need a table for X number of hours, if they have something open that's available, they'll assign it to you, they'll mark it off, and then we can go play. So we, someone smarter than me with regard <laughs> to Facebook is going to get us a Gen Con 2019 or, yeah, 2019 group forum chat whatever 
and we will try and coordinate as much as we can there. Um, I don't know about anybody else. I'm signed up for blood name. That's it. I, and, and Friday. So basically our Friday, our Friday is booked because our, our cadet game is at 10, which rolls right into blood name. Um, any other, any other time I'm open for gaming. We'll find a place, whether it's at the hotel or at a table at, gen, at, at the main facility. Um, shit. I'm trying to figure out the number of units I'm bringing. I'm driving so I can bring whatever I need. <laughs> um, which also also brings up the idea that um, if if you're if you're a fan of WNRP, you want to come check out games, come talk to us, find us. We'll communicate through that group system that we'll develop or somebody will develop. Come watch the game. See how it's played. If you, if you want to play it next year, check it out and talk to us. Maybe we'll have something we can give you that you can enjoy at Gen Con. We're not going to be honest with you. If you, have tell any you if you have any questions, you want to play, show up. I'll let you roll half my unit. I don't care. <laughs> I just come play. Try it out. That's, that's, that's what Gen Con's all about. Try a new game, see whether you like it. We have no problem letting other people roll. Oh, and for those of you who don't know, um, they op- Gen Con basically rented Lucas Oil Stadium, which is ooh, direction wise. Oh. I'm gonna go east. Yes, of the southeast. 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 So they open that up, and it's just the whole. It's the whole football field full of tables. And it's rarely ever all full. So that might be our best chance to get open tables just to play. So, I mean, I'm not going to throw it out there as a, as a absolute, but if you are looking for us, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be, I'm, my, I'm not doing my hotel. Is, my hotel is a block away from Lucas. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna be on my phone pretty much all the time. So I'll if if anyone's looking for a game or something like that, I'm gonna be hanging around everywhere. I'll be hanging around Catalyst. I'll be hanging around um, X or FFG. I'm not I'm not signed up to do anything. I'm gonna actually like enjoy Gen Con this year. So because for me um, with OCX, it's been it's been a job, and I'm just. I'm really looking forward to just being able to go anywhere I want. It's going to be great. So I will have lots of free time. If you see coach, sneak him a beer. Yeah. 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 A whiskey. Seven, seven. And he turns all red in the face. It's awesome. I start slurring. (laughs) (laughs) The I love you, man, comes out way too much. Random random high fives. (laughs) Oh, I do give a lot of high fives. (laughs) <laughs> Hug, hugs and high fives. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. hugs so, and high fives. Oh, oh yeah. If quick, I quick. if I even halfway know you, you get a hug. If I don't, it's a high five. But then it'll eventually turn into a hug. So <laughs> that's fair. But um, yeah. So also, Gen Con's coming up. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, there's that. So how many, how many, how many days we got left? Don't leave, I'm I'm leaving in a week. We are yeah. leaving. I will be on the road at this time in a week. Yeah, Jesus. Good lord, I got to finish jam town already. Um, no, if you're going, um, 
the simple rules, shower every day, drink lots of water, four, drink four, hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, two meals, shower. That's deodorant. It. Deodorant. Well, yeah. Mouth, <laughs> mouthwash, gum, gum. Um, bring your old magic cards. It'll pay for your trip. <laughs> You're going to sit there for two and a half hours, but it'll be fine. Especially that uh, stupid guy with a cart in front of you. If you're not oh. too busy, make sure God, you... that guy pulled up a flat, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he had, no, he had like a five flats. He had like a freaking uh, hotel bell service cart, yeah. just chocked full. Hey, hey, you guys might want to get in the other line. I'm like, mother, you son of a. I <laughs> should have just been like, dude, I will give you a thousand dollars for it all if you just go away. <laughs> Just I wish I would have had a CS grenade. I would have dropped it right next to it. Be like, yeah, cry, cry. But um, yeah, no. If you can, if you can go spend a whole day in the vendor hall, that's great. Like, there's so much stuff, man. Get lost. Oh. So much stuff. Uh, yeah. Go talk I'm, to your. Go talk to your favorite writers. Um, yep. Yep. Um, Someone asked me the other day if uh, who was it asked me they I think they pledged enough to go to like do the do the talk or something like that or, or go to the one one below Kerensky the thousand dollar level Gosh. yeah yeah something like that he's like, he's like hey man which which one do you like Origins or Gen Con Gen Con and I was like all the big wigs are at Gen Con like everyone is at Gen yes. Con. Like, to be honest with you, I think everyone is at Origins as well. Um, the 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 main Gen Con is more RPG. Origins is more tabletop board game. Now that being said, I disagree. Gen Con is a massive convention where it may not look that way, but you go anywhere outside of the halls, all of the side rooms, the hallways are impromptu. RPG sessions. I caught myself last year twice. I stopped in the hallway <laughs> and just stood next to a group in the hallway that was Don't doing an RPG. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not even. I mean, it's like a live story. It is one of us. It's one of so us. awesome to just listen to. It, it's really neat. It's different. It's cool. I stepped into a vampire uh, room and was kind of worried I wasn't going to make it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good role play. When you're the lights, your life. The lights. Oh, she, she bit me. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Where can I get my wife a set of those? <laughs> I could paint that for $39.95. Um. But yeah, Gen Con. God damn it, Gen Con already. How many is this for you, Andrew? Uh, this will be six or seven. That's it. I started. I started going with Fallout guys working the pods. I did that for two years and then uh, started doing shit for Catalyst. I think you went one year before I did, didn't you? Prob. I think so. And then I think yeah. I convinced you to go. Yeah. Go work the pods three to three days. I forget. Not doing that ever again. 
but it, it was wasn't that bad. Six or seven. It was terrible. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, moving along. Speaking of lab coat, they made me wear a lab coat. I'm like, what is going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were the only one that fit in it. <laughs> anyway. The they had, it was the only thing that they had big enough for him to fit him. <laughs> so the new Alpha Strike Commander's Edition, is it, it's got our options for... Yeah, have you read that whole thing yet? I have not read the whole thing yet, no. So the biggest thing we enjoy out of that is our roll per point of damage, right? 2d6 per point. Stop we, spinning the mouse wheel. Sorry. We've been, we've been, <laughs> we've been pushing and pushing and screaming for that for what, about a year now. What's that? Oh, yeah. And it, it, it like a lot of people that don't like the game is for, for the reason of that where it's either all or nothing. And this allows you to get a lot more of that chance and percentage of how many hits do you think you would realistically get. So much fun. I think really only two big changes I noticed and that they picked out. Maybe there's more. Well, and the trees. Well, the first one was that the plus one of the, uh, the, the dice rule that we've been using. Stop stabbing the keyboard. Uh, I've got a clicky mouse. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mechanical keyboard. I love it, but it's loud. That's nice. Just put it put it like on the other side of the table. Silent mode. Sorry. Um, so there's <laughs> finger silence. You need to silence silent talk. There's the 2D to 6 per damage, which will change your view on Alpha Strike. If you haven't been playing it that way, you have to play it that way. I'm sorry. 100%. It's the only way to play. It is. The other one is the changes to the, the woods and the water and basically just any cover anyway, isn't it? There's there's There was a lot of movement change, and quite frankly, I've been tweaking 350 armies and trying to build some shit for... I got to get an 8K lance put together for Marv, and I got a 350 army I got to get together for Marv, and I'm finishing <laughs> painting, and fuck, I haven't Dude. had a chance read all and, of it yet. Andrew, but. did you get a PDF of that? Yeah, I do. Oh, send it to me. Okay. That way I can brush up on the rules. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll um, put it up on the I'll put it up on the website tonight. The the plus 2 going down to a plus 1 is going to be huge. No more camping in trees. Well, I mean, you can still well, camp. Well, they they nuke, but... they nuke they nuked that in the first place, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you still get the plus one no matter if you're shooting in or out. But it's a plus one now. That's 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 like significant. That's significant. The, the percentages are f- way bigger, or way smaller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bigger. I don't know. Hey, what you are, are no longer covered by trees. But <laughs> well, much. I, I I I understood why they did it, but at the same time, I'm I'm so used to it. classic. And what was that? That's my daughter calling it's me. A phone. Um, what sense are you on? living in? My daughter's uh, spending the night at a friend's place tonight, so she was probably slumber, just slumber party. Slumber yeah. party. Slumber party. You should have a battle tech slumber party. What do you think Krensky Khan is? <laughs> well, you got that right. That bring your favorite. Bring your favorite Marauder onesies and and don't forget your yeah your jumpsuit. You're gonna need your jumpsuit. 
Uh, where was I going? Oh, cattle, uh, camping, trees, total warfare. You always grabbed heavy woods. If you could oh, yeah. get heavy woods, you always grabbed them. That was the thing that I was upset about is that they nerfed trees. A major terrain piece in any wargaming is cover in trees. And they nuked it, right? There was no point to use trees because you got no advantage. Right, because right. lasers slice through trees anyways. I understood why they did it, but at the same time, I'm not 100% sure that we couldn't have found a better way. Maybe this is the right middle ground. I don't know. I, I got to finish reading the rules. I got to play it a couple of times with the new set and see how it feels. But I'm hoping that, that things are better. We'll see how it plays out. I think the overall rules kind of generally moved it a little more towards Battletech, but still kept the streamline of armor and, you know, crits and stuff like that on now, the strike. And Matt and Matt and I had a conversation about that. What was that last week, Matt, about how Alpha Strike, and they've made so many concessions in Alpha Strike to try and be Total Warfare. Yeah to try and pull Total Warfare people into Alpha Strike, that Alpha Strike has now become a whole lot more complex than I think that was ever intended they're, because they're, they're trying to get this pull in. Trying to get the middle ground. I mean, they wanted, they wanted the best, yeah. best worlds. Everybody keeps like, well, I want Classic. I want Alpha Strike. Well, I think I think personally they went too far Battle Force. When they made Alpha Strike, they went way too far to the watered down edge. To where it wasn't appe- it wasn't appealing to anyone. I disagree. You you think they didn't go far enough? You have to have miniatures on the board. No, but I mean, so now they're slowly kind of getting it back to where okay, I can see where, you know, I rolled eight dice and four of them hit. Okay, there's my two PPCs, you know, in their own head, even though it's not labeled that. Um, but again, yes, Alpha Strike no. is getting a little more complicated. I, I agree with that. Where, who knows? By the down down the line, we're going to have level one, two, and three, or tech level one, two, and three Alpha Strike, which is not what I want. Well, we've talked about this before too. It's all about the flavor. You know, it's it's trying to meet the standards of how each player has a diversified level, like you just said, and. and but. I think Alpha Strike still gives people the option of, okay, I've got an hour. I can play a Lance. Yes. Or the first, I've got three hours. I can play a whole company. The first question when we have a game is how much time do we have? Right. Do we want to play small or big? Well, we, always, mean, we, we always want to go a little bit bigger. And that, and that again, is where this whole 350 thing comes in. Yeah. Right. You can have multiple 350 armies and just say, hey, I'm going to play my curator force tonight and bring that. Now there's not really a question of I need to pull together a lance or, you know, I have to meet 12,000 BV or whatever. I already have my armies built. And at 350, you know, we've told everyone, Try and have 125, 150, you know, 175, and 200. I think, Matt, uh, Matt you and I, we kind of found 200 as the sweet spot for an hour. 
Yeah. Hour and a half. And Depends. that will change. That will change as, as people become more acquainted with the rules and, you know, that kind of thing. But depends on if you're a slow player or not. Well, yeah. And, you know, there there are some things to take away from X Wing on. Hey, I think move your, you move player, your piece, right? Move oh. your piece. As a judge, I will have floor rules. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, like, the loser. There's, there's things that I want to talk with other people. You know, Aaron brings the X-wing component in. Marv will be able to bring us the, you know, the 40k uh, vibe in what they do, and try and find what works for each one, what doesn't work for each one, and how do they adapt to what we're doing with BattleTech and. Granted, it's not going to be 100%, but I really want to get to a point where we have some sort of rule rule set or a combination or an army set, whatever, where people can come ready to play, pull out a force, throw some units on a map, and start rolling some dice and not spend hours or, you know, an hour trying to come up with it with a force. Some people really enjoy that. I would rather roll dice. Right. You guys have I'm, spent you guys have spent two months trying to come up with a three hundred and fifty point. <laughs> I made a final change today. I printed the cards. It's not changing anymore. Bullshit. Is it laminated? Oh, they're in sleeves. Fuck Is it, it laminated? Fuck. No, it's not laminated. Then it's Good not thing. final. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So moving along. Um, we are at an hour. Here's here's another good question from the fans. Oh, let's do questions. Yeah, let's do questions. Uh, from from the Kickstarter. Ooh, wait, here, wait. Here. we gotta we gotta preface it first of all. Um, by the way, if you guys aren't a part of the WNRP podcast Facebook group, um, we're gonna start doing a new thing. Whenever we record, we will let you know when we record on the Facebook page, and uh, please ask us any questions you'd like us to discuss. Nice. Uh, let's let's try and do this twenty four hours in advance. I think you got this one out within three hours, and we had some some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, and it will be four hours ahead of the game. But, um, we no, just we don't need much. We are we are a community podcast, so we like to incorporate anything from our community into the podcast. So I think this is going to be a fun fun new addition to our repertoire. Um, not not only that, but I think we're getting to the point now where I think we have a system down, where yes. we might we might be able to start having different fans, or or start having guests or whatever on the show after Gen Con. I'm hoping we can we can make this more routine, yeah. and and I get think- get some other folks on, get some point of views. Get Gen Con Gen Con has always been like the we're not doing anything new until after Gen Con. Yeah. Just because there's so much stuff we have to get done. <laughs> there's always like, so much stuff to get done for Gen Con. <laughs> like, like painting. Painting. I'm still I, I just I just based six mechs tonight that I gotta try and get done before Tuesday. <sighs> okay. Good. So good luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Ooh, let's have Dirks pick the first question. Oh, there we go. Oh, uh, well, let's spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Blinded him. It's like deer in the headlights right there. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, hit a well, few of them. 
Let's shoot, yeah. let's shoot Bethard's question, if you got it. He gets the pick, Matthew. Yeah. I'm leading him to water. <laughs> I'm oh, a firm, firm believer in leading people to water. Do you mean the uh, why do people hate the clans? Why do they break the game? <laughs> it's a good question. It kind of stuck yeah. me. Kind of stuck me. I thought it was like, oh, that's a fair question. Well, I know for me personally, like I like I posted on the on the Facebook group, it, nothing about game mechanics, just every other reason. So, <laughs> wow. Specifically, lots of reasons, but nothing to do with the game balance. Right. I don't know. I don't know how back to that one. That I think that nailed it. <laughs> Well, for me, for me, the biggest thing with with the clans was it they had the best of everything, right? They had bigger, better, faster, harder hitting mechs across the board, and the idea behind all of it was Zelbrigan, right? One on one combat. There has never really been an effective way to illustrate that on the table. So, when you bring a force, you're always going against you know bigger better faster and it's a struggle those that have played for a long time have figured out some ins and outs and ways to get around that but for a casual player is frustrating which you know again because of the diversity of the universe everyone can find a place there's a faction that resonates with everyone and when they pick that faction Again, they want to be competitive, right? It all comes back to wanting to be competitive. Until um, that faction screws the pooch and raises a city and then gets annihilated. Quick, <laughs> quick, Andrew, for those people who might not know, uh, what is Zellbriggan? Zellbriggan is, so the clans, because of the way they came into existence, they had a very, very difficult time with resources, so Zellbriggan was a way to really reduce warfare to waste, waste right? We, we don't waste things. We don't needlessly destroy things that don't need to be done. So the concept of Zellbriggan to a clan warrior is the epitome of honor is to challenge another warrior to one-on-one -on -one combat and the best person comes out on top. So in the tabletop trying to because isn't isn't there also a rule where if you're fired upon by multiple ships or multiple mechs multiple ships this is battle tech yeah. not, not it, next it, one. it negates it negates the negates one so, so opening like, up battle, an opening of a battle if you're a clan player you would find a mech on the on the table across from you that you would you would say, okay, this mech or that individual will give me an honorable fight. It will be a challenge for myself, but this could be a good battle for me to gain some honor. They would challenge, openly challenge. I am so-and-so of clan so-and-so. I am from the blood house of so-and-so, and I challenge the Thunderbolt to one-on-one -on -one conflict. No, let no one interfere with what we're doing. At that point, they would battle one-on-one. -on -one. Now, if someone outside of that battle fired on one or the other during that battle, 
it basically breaks the rules of Zellbriggen, meaning you're a dishonorable bandit, and now we need to annihilate you because you have no honor. Or turns into Desgra. Or they're, Desgra, they're labeled Desgra, which is a bandit, right? And to go mm-hmm. to Andrew's point, it's really, really hard to do that and keep to that on the on the tabletop. Like, if I'm playing an inner sphere force, you're playing a clan force, and you're like, oh, I choose that guy. And I'm like, forget that. You got better machines, longer range, and better armor, speed, everything. I'm going to, like, throw everything at one mech. And usually the clan player will always and fight the inner sphere player with a lesser... Well, with a little bit lesser weight class to try and kind of even it out, but it usually doesn't. And on the and, and the clan player almost knows that, right? Like they oh, know you're to. gonna you're gonna break. You have to. You're bringing a gun oh. to a knife fight, right? So, is there a way where you can be like, okay, that last half is Elbringen, where if two people shoot at one mech, you still have to try to take down the one that you designated. I don't, I don't know if that's a rule that you could have in there, but. That would definitely change the game, but again, it's it's then it swings in the other direction. It will be interesting with the Kickstarter with these new scenario packs coming out, where they have like Blood Name, or they have like right. Challenge of uh, Challenge of Trial of Possession, or something. Where I would they say, maybe come up with that. I would say fiction-wise, it was fantastic. Like I yes. loved the conflict of the clans. Like it was something brand new. And, you know, there's only so many secession wars you can go through. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Let's face it, right? The clans were the aliens at that time for the Battletech universe, just because the way they did everything was so different than what we have done for the last 10 years that they had bigger, better, faster mechs. Elementals by far and away were, you know, <laughs> they were the the game changing unit in my mind um, of the battlefield because you look at that and go, well, it's just five puny infantry, no big. Holy God, I lost my leg already. Right? Yeah. Oh, elementals are scary. Were, they were they're scary. They're scary. <laughs> they yep. Stay away. Right? Which, Keep your distance. You know, and I'll be the first one to say I hated the Dark Ages and, and just the thought of thirty one forty five just made my skin crawl, but. It makes sense now because everyone is pretty much on the same playing field. And I think yeah. it's a really great way for Battletech to kind of go back to, you know, position one. You still have all these great, you know, houses and clans and all this mixture of things for players to latch on to. But on the tabletop side, they're all generally um, on an even playing field. So that So that brings up the question. Aliens. You know, we're talking about storming Area 51 to find the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Show There's me some aliens. Aliens in Battletech. Yes or no? Yes, they, they are. Yeah. Uh, if yes. I'm gonna go with you, guys, you guys are for having aliens come into the Battletech universe. If if you have if you look at the the Explorer Corps source books or like the periphery source books you see creatures that are alien like maybe not as intelligent as a humanoid or something but it pretty close well actually there are some neanderthals i take that back they're close okay. but they're not quite okay. i'm gonna so just quote the book re- and i'm gonna say they're me, never gonna do this no. let, never me re- let me rephrase my question then in that 
aliens that would challenge the status quo. No, that'll no. never happen. Nope. It's, okay. It's Cause... it's not in the genre. And that's and that's exactly where I'm at too. Now, you ask ask ten people, you're gonna get you know probably a 50 50 split, right? Um, I think that's I, the worst I personally, thing. The catalyst personally, I think that there's there's already been it, kind of a setup in the what? in the Titanic universe with Gene Cast. Yeah, but then you're gonna turn it into like Star Wars. I'm not saying I I, I personally do not want to see aliens in the universe. Right, I don't either. I, I just I don't. I just it's the we've we've come to this we've we, they've seemed to have come to this agreement that it's a space opera, and I absolutely endorse that. Right, it's like, a science fiction space opera. How weird, weird creatures, weird creatures, things that you know can kill you, and there's like fire, fire jaguars or whatever. You know, little monkeys that jump out of the tree and cave in how, your skull. Sure, but here's here's a question. an actual an actual like Rito. No, War of the Worlds type of thing. Yeah. How yeah. how long of in our timeline did it take for fiction to go from? Thirty twenty-five to thirty-one forty-five. Thirty years. Mm, way too long. Let's say twenty. Twenty years. Okay. But you, gotta, but you also have to remember. I mean, well, if Harmony, if Harmony Gold would have gotten away. Then you had Catalyst, and what I'm, what I'm saying is, I think there's plenty of fiction out there that we can literally drag along to thirty, thirty-five hundred, or, or no, thirty. 3200 and not have to worry about aliens. See, and the thing the thing that that keeps coming back to me is is that, you know, we've hit 3150, 3152, I think is the current year for the for the fiction that that's been produced. But you look at the Clan Invasion box set that just came out. We're throwing all the way back again to 3050. That's true. And here's my point. You know, here Grant Scheme, we threw all the way back to 3025. And I'll, so, I'll, I'll always bring this point up, too. It's a new one I just was thinking about today. They're bringing back, you know, the time sets of these these mechs that you would see in 3050. Because if, if, the, if, the, if the current timeline is 3045, 3052, or excuse me, 3152 or whatever year it is, if I lose an old mech that's not made anymore, it shouldn't come back anymore. However, if we back travel back to 3050 and kind of start over, that brings my favorite mech back again. <laughs> well, my thought on it is, is I wish that this is the way WizKids would have handled the reboot. Oh, my God. I'm doing it right now, Matt. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. The roster is changing. Oh. <laughs> wow. <No. laughs> But I, will, I will not hear you bitch anymore. <laughs> and see, people, that's how they know Shogun. me. I didn't even. I didn't even have. I didn't even have to say it. Shogun. What variant? Oh. Give me the C model. C. <laughs> Done. Course tonnage. What's what's the tonnage? Eighty-five. 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 There you go. And it's like three thousand eight PV two. There. Done. Big baby. Now it'll match my pickup license plate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I told you I could have changed it like a long time ago. No, no, no. 
I didn't want to be too big of a baby. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, all I'm saying is no, there won't be any aliens. No. Um, well, there's a push uh, to say that Far Country, the novel, isn't even canon because it has aliens in it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The bird people. The yeah. tenetic, or whatever, however you want to say it. Bird, right. bird people. Bird man. I think Ill Clan is going to be able to take us a very long ways. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be crazy. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I would like to see them get back to like the, the FedCom Civil War. Um, well, it's all all coming back to Terra, baby. Condense, condense the time. You know, the, the stretch of time. You know, mm-hmm. each year maybe you know cover at most two in, in fiction. Yeah. Um, but again, we'd, we'd have to have product, and we got to be able to have a release cycle and all of that. So, um, hopefully, this is open. You know, the Kickstarter is opening the eyes of the powers that need to say, "Hey, look, you put the shit out, we'll buy it." <laughs> Iron Winds, Iron Winds, I think had a heads up because all the thirty-one forty-five mechs kind of seem like on the same scale as the new, uns, you know, the new mechs coming out. Oh yeah, like you put For a lament sure. and you put you know all that stuff next to the new ones. I think it's fine. So yeah, what, like I was saying, I, like I wish Wiz Kids would have done their reboot this way instead of going <laughs> yeah. like we're jumping to dark ages to bring the technology level back down. They just would have said, okay, we're re-releasing things starting at the beginning so everybody can get caught up. Oh, okay. That are new to the, that are new to the universe. Because I, I think that starting with the uh, Game of Armored Combat and now, you know, this will, uh, Clan Invasion will be out next spring. I think that's a really good way for them to be able to get people at least up to the technology level so when you walk into your game shop and people are playing, it's not Oh, what time frame are you playing? And it's just <laughs> wide open. That's an excellent segue, Dirks, because uh, Chris Gee uh, was one of our first questions that came up. How to get other people into Battletech while you yourself don't know much? And you know, that brings up a question that I was just asking myself is, is that do we have a suggested way of entering the game i mean you start looking at this game and it's 35 years in the making there is tomes of books thousands hundreds of thousands of pages that are written to to create the universe that is battletech how does a new player start well i'm going to take the cartoon off the table (laughs) right now (laughs) boo boo (laughs) yes Boo hiss, that thing is a national treasure. <laughs> you know how long it took me to find those? Do you know how cool I thought I was? Because when I saw the cartoon, I was like, I know what that is. Everyone else was like, what's Battletech? <laughs> like, uh, losers. You refuse my bachal? <laughs> <laughs> Derek's, do you remember in high school and when several of us tried to teach a class of a speech course how to introduce yeah. that to people it was yes. it was fun we thought it was exciting and everybody bored us and we're just like oh god this is all the rest of the fan non-fans so yeah i i think i i think i've got this nailed down i think i know how you can do this number one you should always keep a battletech fiction book preferably natural selection 
in your car. Yes. Or with you on all times. I've done that. And two, whenever you're playing and they just look somewhat interested, basically just like let them roll the dice. Take them, take them through one two hit modifier. Be like, hey man, you got to hit this and let them roll the dice and just pray that it's a really easy shot because the minute (laughs) you hit something like that, that sparks a thing in your brain like, oh, get wrecked yeah man you take that medium laser to the left arm (laughs) and and being and being an agent and being in the game stores and playing games and having people show up a lot of the time you know uh, old style or true gamers they've heard of and seen battletech they'll walk up and say oh god you guys are playing battletech you get a lot (laughs) of new people that show up and they don't know necessarily what you're doing the once you start trying to describe someone to someone in total warfare how a two hit is calculated <laughs> their eyes gloss over very quickly yeah um which is You're- why i'm i'm a big fan of alpha strike it's it's streamlined it's easier i think you have a better chance of segueing from alpha strike to total warfare than you do capturing someone in total warfare and then showing them alpha strike yep i'll agree with that i remember having somebody from work come in to the shop we pre-designated a time day and we went through alpha strike this is kind of fun you can have two or three pick whichever ones you want they look cool take them you know, just kick the crap out of me. It's fine. We'll just have a casual game, not worry about anything besides as long as you get some damage dealt. And then this is great. This is kind of fun. You know, we're playing with a, a lance. Now, you want to play a one-on-one with a one mech on one mech with a little bit more detail. We'll try some classic. Yeah, and I think that's the right way to get introduced. I just, yeah. I, in today's day and age and world, thank you, honey. Um, I, I, I personally feel that that total warfare is like getting thrown into the deep end with waves that are thirty feet tall. Yes, people uh-huh. just yeah. don't have the capacity to stay focused long enough to appreciate what total warfare has to offer where alpha strike can capture what's happening much more quickly. And let's face it. Everyone likes to throw a handful of dice and I get that they, you know, the first out of the gate was to streamline the two hit rolls and minimize the amount of rolls because you know, that that increases time. I just cannot get past the 2d6 per point of damage in Alpha Strike as the the Stand way up. to introduce the game because segueing now, to, segueing now to Total Warfare, it makes sense. Well, I have a medium laser and a machine gun and a PPC and an LB10X and an LRM. That's why I'm throwing all these damn dice. Yeah. Same way. If I am a Total Warfare guy and I'm coming down to play Alpha Strike, I'm still throwing a, a handful of dice because I have a medium laser and a machine gun and a PPC and an LB10X mm-hmm. and an alarm. It just it makes so much more sense to people. Um, I re- I, I'm still. I think, 
disappointed that we missed the boat on that. When I think, uh, speaking to the other half of uh, Chris's question, don't worry if you don't know. Yeah. Yes. Just, just wing it. I mean, yep. think, do do it as best as you can to the rules. Do because... not pull out a rule book. <laughs> right. Whatever you right. do. In one respect, in one respect, I, I take a step back. In one respect, take take three minutes and see if you can find it. No. If you can find it in three minutes, you're awesome. Okay. No. Just hands down, you're awesome. No rule number one. The way the, the way the rule books the way the rule books are written, you can barely find it if you're looking for it. Now, BattleTech Manual is awesome, hands down. Mm -hmm. BattleTech Manual, great book, indexed, easy to find. It's a great book. Commander's Edition, same way. Guys, the Catalyst knocked it out of the park as far as rule books goes and indexes. Those two books, shining examples. That's what we should have going forward. Here's those are, those, those yeah. are new. They're, they're the newest books that have been put out. Absolutely. That right. being old, said, old and busted is out. The new hotness is coming. Okay. Don't ever, take it from me, don't ever pull your book out. Because the minute you pull your book out, that means that indicates to this new player who's like, ooh, kind of interesting. He goes, oh, so I have to have that to play it. Well, you do need the rule book, sir. Well, not when you're just... <laughs> you understand how to play. I, I get that. But like, and then, and then I'm going to be searching for ten minutes. Then, then they're going to go and they're going to look at the book and they're going to see fifty dollars on the book and they're like, eh. like, no, don't ever. If it's a first person coming up, just like Dirk said, wing it. Just make something up. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it a plus two. That sounds good. Be wrong and right. ask for forgiveness Have later. Fun. Have fun. <laughs> don't don't I mean, pull I your book out. I remember the first time I sat down and played, and I didn't realize that SRM-2s could only fire two missiles in a turn. That was like, so awesome. That, that just escaped me. So, like, I still remember that. And that was, you know. Treat, treat, it like a, treat it like a first date, guys. You never want to whip it out on the first date. <laughs> well, it depends on how hot you are. Dirks and myself, or <clears throat> Charles and myself, played my brother for the first time with... Was it the fourth fourth edition? Uh, I think Who so. Yeah. And he had a dragon. I took something else. You had something else. And he ended up with a dragon with no arms, no legs. And we had used all the ammunition in one turn of weapon systems. Because <laughs> we're you know, like, uh, we shoot, and how many? How many do we shoot? Like one? Like I don't know. Just shoot them all. <laughs> I, I want to play that game. <laughs> If you, you take 100 damage to the left arm, you're dead. So the thing, the thing that I have done as an agent is, in right, wrong, or otherwise, to me, going to your point is to keep the game moving. If a rule does come up and there's a question, one person interprets it one way, another person interprets another way, have the opposing player roll 2d6, odd and even, yes or no, keep the game moving. But come back to it after the game, the next day, whatever. Take the time, read the rule, figure it out. But don't get strung out, paging right. through books, trying to figure it out. It it just it changes the whole momentum and the feel of the table when 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 that has to happen constantly. Exactly. And that will and that will change as you play. The more you play, 
the more the rules will understand. You'll you'll remember the rules, or it will make sense, and you'll move forward. Now that being said, let me know when we get to that stage. Well, but but that's (laughs) the thing, right? BattleTech is such a diverse set of 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 units, and there's such a, a a quantitative of things that you can do that we are to the point where we're trying new things, right? We're not just playing mechs anymore. We're not just playing by standard rules. We're adding tack ops. We're adding strategic ops. We're doing new things to enhance our gameplay, which requires we fail in being prepared to come to the table. Instead of rules and being prepared to come to the table, we're figuring out when we're at the table, which is that that's where the problem is. Okay. I'm I'm putting a hard stop on this one. And they hit as long as you hard stop. (laughs) Hard 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 stop, Matt. Hard stop. (laughs) I think we've discussed that one. Uh, while Matt looks up the next question, I have a really simple, easy answer to what do you do with a regiment worth of new mechs? <laughs> I think I was going to say as long as it's fun. You stick, stick to the fun. You crawl in a hole and you paint. That's what you do. Invade a small planet. That's, that's what you actually, do. Actually, you just put them on a table and you stare at them for like an hour. <laughs> Me? Me with a regiment of mechs, I would start breaking them down into into. I would figure out a point value and break them down into companies, so that you have a way to play against. <laughs> if you have a new player come in, you can give them an Armenian play. I've I've got it. I've got it. You buy the Alpha Strike Commander book. That's what you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you think? One more question. I want to do a few, but sure. Oh, we're at an hour and a half already. Yeah, well. And it's 11 o'clock. And I'm old. He's a pumpkin. This is still early compared to what we used to do. Yeah, well, I don't do that anymore. Oh, you're only like a month older. <laughs> Two more questions, that's it. Come on, Nancy. Mm-hmm. I good. hold... I hold the power. I can stop this Hangouts whenever I want to. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep talking. <laughs> All right. Two more questions. Work with me. Three more questions. How do you feel about the new preteen mats? Neoprene mats are awesome. I just play Alpha Strike more, and I like 3D. I like 3D terrain versus Hex now. Okay. Which is better? I like 3D. Oh, 3D is way better. But I do like the fact that they offered those neoprene mats. They look fantastic and they're double sided. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's a Tukiad. I want to go back to Tukiad and use Bears and Comstar and bring back the seventh. Like, I get what they were trying to do with the cardboard ones, but they were terrible. Oh, yeah. Unless you use them a hundred times, they still had that. They still wanted to prop up from the table, and they were super slippery. That's what I like about the neoprene. Is like they stay put, they stick, or or you know maybe not stick when they when they lay flat. Or yeah, when they lay flat. Well, they pretty much did. They They just they look they look professional, I guess. Well, the new map set does too. 
The grasslands map, same thing. Yeah, but it still sticks up on the corners. Yeah. It, yeah. it is what it is. It's true. I'm paying, I'm paying $30 for six maps or $30 for two maps. Personally, I, I like 3D. I've gotten so used to 3D. Um, and it's really not hard. Not it's really not hard to make 3D. No. Um, how would you, how would you set up? How would you want a first person or a first time player to set up a new 3D terrain for like two to four players? What would you What would you recommend for 3D? Our connect game is a prime example of how to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There you go. Do we even have we even published those rules? We should Did explain that. that. It's on the web. It's on my website. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, um, if you'd like to set up some 3D terrain for yourselves and your friends, or your local game store, and by all means, go support your local game stores because yes, they need they, they need the customers. They, they need, need it. They need the fun, and you might actually like win some games if you start having like a tournament or championship or competition. Well, I can I can tell you from a store like if if this. I'm 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 labeling a three fifty, the three fifty format, three fifty format. Um, you that tournaments help game stores. It's just that's what helps game stores. I can charge ten ten fifteen bucks for a tournament, and I don't have to buy anything, you know. So it just helps us. It's another revenue. So yeah, the sooner we can get this thing ironed out and have Catalyst put a stamp on it is better. And they can support the players by giving away free one miniatures or free yes. products that you could win. Yep. Agreed. But uh, as for the neoprene, I like them. I'm really excited. I, 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 we still play Hex every once in a while. So I would, would much rather play Hex, uh, a Battletech game on these than anything else. So what does everybody recommend for 3D terrain? Start well, from. well, you got at, th- oh. at this point. At this point, you're building your own, really. Yeah, right. but what works well? Styrofoam, felt. Well, I use I whatever I you use, can get. Yeah, I use just flat green felt for the for the flatlands and um, carving up styrofoam and flocking it and pa- paint it and flock it is. It takes a little time, but once it's done, I mean, it lasts forever. And it looks great. And Ooh, quite frankly, once once you have 3D terrain on the table and you're playing, that is an eye draw. It is. You will get more people to come over and look at your game. You will get more people to come over and ask yeah. questions. It's got the substance. better your terrain yeah. looks. The better your terrain looks, the more you will have a draw to that game. Yep. Um, setting up what like a what were the measurements on that? Forty by. Uh, 48 by 48 works pretty well. And 48 you could, by 48, yeah. And you could put out maybe two or three level ones, level two, level three, just make it well, kind of even both sides. Yeah, or, and this and this is these are the things that I think we're we need to figure out. Right? Is this 350 army thing is different scenarios, different map sizes, different terrain pieces in it will be generic in that you have, you know, three hill structures that are eight inches around and two that are four inches and 
tree structures that are X, Y, just some general guidelines of the terrain features that will be part of these maps. That's what I want to go for. Um, I don't want to say this is what you have to have. Just give some people the opportunity to be creative and you know build their stuff. It's the the terrain that I have. I think is is pretty decent, and it doesn't take anything to build. I should do a YouTube video on it. It's stupid easy. I was gonna say we'll put a pin on it, and maybe Matt and I at the store some night will make some terrain or something like that. Oh yeah, cool. too easy. Okay, last question. What did we have? Well, it was a regiment. Not sure where the game online. That's pretty much about the questions, I think. Oh, let's see. Um, <laughs> we could do the Tuki and Truthers. <laughs> I don't even know. What we gotta have. Is. We gotta have jury. We're not gonna talk about it. We gotta have jury. <laughs> On the show and talk about that. We, we should have him. That is a good time. <laughs> I, do, I do like Brian Miller. He's like, I always have ideas when listening to the show, and now it's a total blank. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. You know, speaking of blanks, that always happens when you need to roll what you really need to roll, right? You get blanks. Yep. Well, I think, uh, Matt, you were going to ask about motivations earlier. Oh. Oh. Remind me. The motivations for the Kickstarter. For, for backing. Oh yeah. So, is this tinfoil hat time? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Why do we you think secret, we secretly need to like uh, fund Randall Billis's cocaine habit or something like that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what? That would, be Evans. that would be Evans's cocaine habit for his wire <laughs> guy is. <laughs> what is your what is your motivation for that? What what draws you to the Kickstarter? I can tell you just just because I have been I was going back and forth from my OCX chat to the Kickstarter page. And I was just like, holy crap, guys, it's two hundred thousand already. Three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. And I can tell you, like three or four guys in there, like, "Haha, oh, I remember BattleTech." I wonder, and they they probably <laughs> hopped over, and they're like, "Holy crap, those look awesome!" It's actually going to happen. I better get in on this before it's, I lose out. Actually, it's actually happening. So, I think that was the major takeaway. It's like, "Oh my god, it's actually happening." <laughs> <laughs> I I think, I think my motivation for promising some cash for the Kickstarter was. This is probably going to be the fastest way I can get this many miniatures for a reasonable, you know, value, and all the extras that are going to come with it by being a, a Kickstarter backer. That I'd be a fool not to take advantage of the opportunity to support something that's going to build all this community of like what. Four to five thousand people actually putting money towards this, and ten thousand people who are registered, and almost a million dollars worth of revenue that could build product to get out into the community. I think it's it's a phenomenal response. It's a great. It was it was a great fan based with catalyst support idea, and. They're follow. They're following through with it, 
And I think this is really going to, this is, this is nothing but adrenaline pumped into the Battletech machine. That's going to yeah. put it over the yeah. limit. That's gonna that. get us, I think it's going to get it, get us back into a mainstream of what it used to be. If I it wonder, ever was. I wonder how many P like how many dollar amounts they raised just from people going, Oh, I, I want Max. And then they look, look at the next tier and they're like, Ooh, Canon character. Like, I wonder how many extra thousands of dollars they got from like people just because they wanted their name in a, in a TRO or a, right. or a, I thought that was pure genius. I thought that was pure genius. Cause uh, somebody was like, you know, it's just going to be like a book, like, you know, the, the, Draconis Combine 3145 uh, field manual. And they're just going to have a phone book of names. I can promise you that's not the case. Well, even if it, if he, even if it was, all, like most of the people I talk to, they're like, that's fine. <laughs> right. that's, that's all I'm expecting. <laughs> I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with being uh, battle number 67, Mech uh, Whitworth destroyed, and Matt is the cockpit. Or right. Mac like, is I don't, the pilot. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm there. I, Good. I, I don't think people are looking for like a page and a half in a fiction novel where they give their backstory and, and you know, what they look like. I, I mean, I, I can see where maybe like you're donating like a thousand dollars and above. Yes. But like a lot of these people are just like, they're just going to scour books and then they're going to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm in the Steiner Davian or Steiner, whatever. And then they go out and they buy a bunch of mechs, paint their whole mechs in that freaking unit. And they can go to anyone and be like, that's me. Here's me in the book. Yep. I, I mean, if it's not that and it's more than that, awesome. But. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to being the one person picked to have a novel written about. But, <laughs> you know, out of the 1,200 people or whatever, I, I know the odds aren't there. Right. I mean, like, who was, tell, who was saying, it's like, you could easily wipe out 100, 100 of those names. Just do, <laughs> just make the WNRP, uh, the, the Wolfnet. Uh, source book done. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint, plane. hint, hint, nudge, microphone nudge, wink, wink. Microphone on. <laughs> Come on, Smetcher. You haven't done much. Whoa. <laughs> Don't make him mad. <laughs> Don't make him mad. No, and I think uh, uh, my motivations mirror yours a lot, Matt, where it's, it was just my idea of if this helps get it onto shelves, if this is how. Uh, People are going to see it, and people are going to pick it up and play it, and get into the 35 years of history of it. Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw some cash at that. I mean, I yeah. get I get a ton of great minis out of it, so yes. it's a win win. I I couldn't like like when I first thought of this topic, and you 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 said that too. I'm looking at it right now on the messaging of like talk topic motivations for backing a Kickstarter. I'm like, that's awesome. And I started to think about how many people, how many Battletech fans that currently already are, how many of them are out there that right. haven't, right? Are there 10, 100,000, 10,000? There's at least 4,000. And, that, <laughs> and that's just the people seeing that this is going on. I mean, think about how many people are in the, like another state that like, oh, we haven't seen that yet. What, what, what's going on? What, what, what? 
my my motivation is to see how many listeners we need to we need to get a hold of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's exactly right. It's like, oh, there's four thousand BattleTech fans out there. Why are our numbers? I mean, our numbers are rising. Don't get me wrong, but they're not four thousand. We're gonna have four thousand seven hundred and eighteen to be yeah. exact right now. Nice. <laughs> When, and, you know, I'm no Catalyst agent or Kickstarter agent or anything, but, like, seriously, if you, if you haven't looked at it, just look. You don't have to go, like, pitching tons of money in, but even for a dollar, I think you get, like, four scenarios out of the deal, a couple PDFs. I mean, just take a look at it. And it, it was amazing to me of, like, look at all the people. I didn't realize, I didn't think there were that many. This could be something. I, I really do think this is going to be the revitalization of Battletech. I really do think it is. I think it's going to finally get back to the to the glory days and the you know top five miniature war games up there. And it's going to be if if they keep going along, it sounds like they have some good people in place. Um, like I said, if you, if we can if we can hammer this this competitive format. Um, and they keep giving us great product. Look out, X-wing. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not that. I was going to say, let's 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 dial that one back just a little bit. I think you can get a lot of young young people back into it or into it. Um, I'm pretty sure if the X-wing community would meet us at Gen Con, it would look like David and Goliath. <laughs> like, uh. Don't don't look at them. Don't look at them. So th that that brings up an interesting question. Do you think people would pay more for painted miniatures? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. If you if you took a, a whiz kid style approach to units, you know, like the the Gamma Regiment Wolf's Dragoons pack that had, you know, two mechs, three vehicles, and a couple of battle armor, or whatever. To, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't even do that. I would do I would do the X-wing model, where it's like, here's a painted direwolf, and then here's here is um, uh, a set of dice of the unit that it's painted in, and then it comes with Alpha Strike cards enough to have like, you know, all the all the variants, and then a couple of famous pilots. You could sell that for twenty five bucks, easy. Easy. Oh, easy. Shit, you could sell. I don't think. I don't think you could get it. I don't think you could get that done for twenty five bucks. Sure, you could. Have you seen what's in X Wing these days? But the problem, the problem that you have there, though, is is you look at the diversity of units that are available to the BattleTech universe. How do you decide on a paint scheme? I I could do it in a heartbeat, dude. We all read. We all. <laughs> We all people out there that can choose that in like a minute. We all repaint our X-wing stuff anyway. Yeah, so it's it's not that big of a deal. Well, I mean, if you did generic colors, yeah, right, just do Gray, camo. green, brown, camo, whatever. Yeah, throw a dart on the board for mercenaries. Just throw some numbers and an insignia on it. Done. The the best part is is that when they buy that pack. They can tell themselves, oh, I don't have to paint those. Well, I can always repaint them later. And, hey, the arms move and they have sockets that aren't going to, like, fly apart. Like, this would be an even better, like, meld of the two, a plastic. The, pro the problem you're going to run into is, I mean, 
just on the low end, you have 92. I think there's 70 ships. No, no, not that many. I think there's like 50 or 60 ships in X-Wing. There's 2,700 variants of battle mechs. Right. Well, the variants I'm not worried about. It's just you have 92 individual mechs. Yeah, and that, that for a company is a little much. Right. Well, and but that's just in the that, that's clan invasion with a I mean a, a couple outliers, but primarily all clan invasion era. Yeah. So, no. I mean, could they? Yes. Will they? No. It was just a question. It was just a yeah. question I wanted to throw out. Is all. Nice question. All right. Uh, so, any other motivations? No, I think we covered them all. I'm just a BattleTech fan, and they put something out. I'm gonna throw money at it. That's just end of the story. And here's here's one other my uh, motivations was all of a sudden we have you know the city tech had a few clan miniatures, and it was okay at the time. Yeah, it was great, but there really hadn't been anything else for clan max. And I kind of felt like, when is it going to happen? Like, I understand some people, you know, are, are dire inner sphere fans and they, you know, they stick to, they stick to 3025 or they stick to the Atlas or they stick to, you know, inner sphere. Like, even though they're kind of probably like the lesser um, wanted factions, I've kind of been a, a, that's been like my side of the fiction, the, the, like the first tech read I picked up, that's what drew me in. And even, even if I'm playing like a bad guy or middle of the road or trying to work into the inner sphere and, and cohabitate like mixed, I saw that it was a clan invasion box set and it, it took my breath away. It really did. Like it's actually happening because I've been looking for this, like in a clan, a clan invasion box set. I've been looking for this for ten years, fifteen years. Clanners. <laughs> I love don't how forget, I send out a. I love don't how forget, I read. Send out a message and everyone's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Don't forget where you started from there, Dragoon. All right. Um, wait Shout out. Trivia. Let's do trivia. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did, we have, did we have a winner from last month? Uh, I don't think anybody answered because there's only one person watching, I think, at that moment. Charles. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think we. No, I don't think we did have an answer. We had an answer. It was just like way too easy. Oh no, it wasn't. No, it was. It was on the 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 battle uh, battle core book. You're gonna make me fucking scroll. It was. Anyway, uh, read 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 the trivia question. Andrew, go ahead. All right. So there is a battle depicted on Battlecore Anthology number four. What is the battle? And bonus point, who is the pilot in the downed mech? That is your trivia question for this episode. Holy crap, we haven't put out an episode in a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. 
<laughs> anyway. Didn't we read this one last time? We did I... this one on the last uh, last week during our battle. Oh, that's right. Tuesday night fight night. Oh, and by the way, listeners, if you enjoy this, just wait to try us Tuesday nights for fight night on YouTube. It's uh, it's quite comical as well, watching us fall on our faces and blow things up and Andrew shoot people in the face. <laughs> and shoot anybody in the face. Oh, I did. Or, I got a couple. Got we're a... changing to 45.4 or whatever it is. Fuck you. I want to shoot people in the face. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. We're changing. Or, or uh, coach running a super heavy. That was pretty cool. Swarmed by frontals. That was fun. That was I, enjoyed, fun. I enjoyed that. You're like, or, you get you get like 4,000 points. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's in the garage? <laughs> what do those guys cost? Ooh. <clears throat> um, shout outs? Shout outs. I'm going to. I, I'm gonna, I got it. I'm gonna I got go. it. Nope. Okay. I'm going first. I'm shouting out Catalyst. Catalyst, you did it. Thank you. I think your fans. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You know what? Your fans replied. Um, I, I, I'm glad you guys did that Kickstarter, and I'm glad it, it gives me hope that that the game of BattleTech can <clears throat> reach its former limits of glory. So that's my shout out. I'll second that. I'd like to shout out the 19 people who have pledged while we've been recording. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. I don't know you, but thank you. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. I'm going to um, future shout out Blaine Lee Pardo for including me in uh, the next book coming up because I will have paid for my canon character and there's just nowhere else to put me. So. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out the people that I'm going to meet at Gen Con. So there's a future yeah, shout out. There is what, definitely what, that. If if you're gonna be in a book, what mech are you gonna ride? Uh Marauder. The Butcher? The Butcher. Ooh, he, he's gonna love riding you in a butcher because all it gets is arms and legs. <laughs> Ah, that's yeah. Hey, they did unlock the Marauder 2C, so yeah, I saw that they unlocked the Marauder 2. God, I giggled like a schoolgirl. It was awesome. The butcher could make a could make its debut. I mean, the story writes itself, so I'll have to I'll have to, I'll have to paint that one up for you again, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Dirks. Oh, you already you had the yep. shout out. You had like the best shout out. So oh, yeah, it was you. pretty good, Dirks. That was pretty good. Um, I just want to give an update. Do you guys remember if on the last cast I gave like the rundown of what the regiment's doing, like the story about the black Ooh. boxes and stuff? I think I Ooh. did. So you did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, quick update on the regiment. Uh, first of all, if you're not in the regiment, we are looking for like a couple of more people to fulfill Gamma Regiment or Gamma Company, I think. Wow. Very on yeah. Gamma. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of us in there. Um, so we successfully took over the, the planet of Damien. Um, 
pretty much uh, put the star kernel in his place for a while. Um, but intelligence reports came back with that a, a mysterious Draconis Combine unit has been sniffing on our trail. And as you know, we are in the search of the mysterious black boxes, and we can't afford to have a battalion of Draconis Combine mechs uh, pretty much following us around the entire inner sphere. So um, what I, uh, as your humble colonel did, I sent uh, 2nd Battalion, uh, Delta, Woot Woot, uh, Easy, under, under, <laughs> Easy Company got a new uh, commander. Uh, shout out to Miles Healy. Um, make sure I got that right. We have like three Mileses. I'm pretty sure it's Miles Healy. Yes. Miles we have Healy. three Miles? Yeah, we have a lot of Miles. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, Miles, Miles the Headless Healy became a new captain <laughs> of Easy Company. Nice. Um, along with Fox. Uh, they are headed and burning as we speak to, um, I believe the planet was Constance. Yeah. And they yeah. are in a heated battle with an unknown uh, Draconis Combine Battalion. While 1st Battalion is heading out to rescue a informant, a Wolfnet operative, who knows Ooh. the exact location of the third black box. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, they are running into a lot of armor. So hmm. good luck, 1st Battalion. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, couple of battle reports I've gotten back have been positive. Um, it's not been an easy fight, but a fun fight. Um, anyway, uh, again, it's running into the whole Gen Con thing. So people are kind of like, ah, Gen Con, I can't get my company stuff together. So I kind of gave a reprieve until after Gen Con that uh, Mission 3 can get done with. So, Did we have any uh, metrics on the audio for WNRP for new locations that are popping up around the world? Uh, give me a number of listeners. I'll give a shout out to um, fans. Make sure you go to your local businesses and give a shout out to your businesses. Um, local game shops. If it's not for them, you're not going to get your stuff unless you buy direct. So uh, support them, help them build things for them and um, give back to your community as well. Um, there's a lot of people out there that need your help. So if there's um, opportunities for you to give, donate, rescue, do it. It's uh, <laughs> you do. And if, and if you want to play, either meet them at the game shop or you invite them to your house. So oh. that's your that's choice. True. That's, that's <laughs> really interesting. Um, yesterday, we had 46 downloads. Ooh. So I don't Kickstarter know. is Kickstarter, baby. <laughs> um, I guess that's going to be a pretty good title for this one. <laughs> we're up uh, 14 and percent. We have a total of 7,700 downloads over all 10. This will be the 10th episode, by the way. Yay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, okay. Um, we've, we've had over uh, a year, haven't we? United States is coming at 74% of our downloads. Canada is in second. Germany with 4%. Wait, 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 wait. That's not so let's, let's go all time. All time. There we go. All right. Uh, ooh, wow. That changed. 
Uh, United States is number one. Germany is in second place with 7%. 7%. Australia has 5%. United Kingdom, 4%. New Zealand, 0.58. Come on, you Kiwis. <laughs> um, we have uh, apparently a pretty steady download rate from Sweden, Spain, Ireland, Hong Kong, Switzerland, Japan, Portugal, Austria, Austria. Puerto Rico, Singapore, Denmark, Netherlands, Philippines, Belgium, Mexico, Malaysia, Brazil, Finland, Russia, France, Thailand, Norway, Czech Republic, Cuba, Brunei, Dar Darusalem, <laughs> Argentina, Israel, Lebanon, Poland, Romania, Taiwan, Ukraine, South Africa, and others. So in, uh, other, words, so in other words, we could quote Ron Burgundy and say, <laughs> You stay classy, planet Earth. <laughs> you, could, you could also say we're worldwide, baby. Nice. <laughs> um, um, one pin everywhere. Looks like the if you exclude episodes one and two, <laughs> let's let's go with better better audio. Uh, what was that? Number seven, six? Yeah, seven, six, looks or like, seven. Looks like. Well, they That's really. They, hey, you know what? This is this is a soapbox that we don't need to be on. Thank you for listening. End of story. Moving on. Well, it's interesting because they really like the bad audio episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the the first episode has been downloaded seventeen hundred times. Yeah, but it's been there the longest too. So <laughs> that's true. Um, no, this is awesome, guys. Um, this has been really fun to do. Uh, it's nice to see that we're getting more listeners. Um, I get, I actually get more subscribers to my my YouTube page just because that's what we run WNRP on. I think I'm up to like 28 subscribers on YouTube. Nice. So, no. go us. We we need to become more consistent, and that's something we're going to try and strive for after Gen Con. So. Yes. Uh, again, everything is after Gen Con. So <laughs> at, at Gen Con, I will be having some conversations with individuals. So hopefully we will have some uh, interesting guests that will be joining us after Gen Con. So yay. Um, oh, and my last shout out is uh, to Matt Behrens uh, for wearing me down to get him his Shogun. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I could just edit my shout out, um, the 18 that. people, thank you, whoever it was that pledged and then backed out. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, boo. boo that man, boo. <laughs> You're off Santa's Christmas list. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, we have a minute and thirty you. seconds to make it an even two hours. Thank Wait. you guys. This was this was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is good. Hey, thanks for joining us. Oh yeah, any, have, any old do, time. Do we not have our outro, Matt? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, if you'd like to have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow, we appreciate you listening, and uh, you can always respond to us. Uh, Andrew, you got some uh, links to our responses. Uh, of course, you can always reach us at WNRP at WolsterGoons.com or on Facebook. Uh, we have a Wolfnut Radio podcast. Uh, subscribe, 
I think we have a, a contest to see how fast we can get you approved. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. subscribe, you'll be approved. It just depends on who approves you. So it is. And I think I think Andrew is the fastest gun in the West uh, when it comes to uh, approving joining members. And Tommy Silent C Raven Kruger just uh, sent us a message. Since we will be stopping in about fifteen minutes and giving shout outs, he says, "For the love of God, this being at work sucks. I wish I was on the audio." <laughs> We yeah. agree with you, Tommy. You should be Thanks, here, buddy. We agree. Hey, fun thing is, we're going to see you in a week, so I'm excited for that. Good night, everybody. Uh, anything else? Good night. Ooh. Ooh. I still can't bring myself to do it. Sorry. What? Pansy. You can't howl. I can't. <laughs> You're just oh, gonna... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mine, mine's woof. Woof. Oh, that's right. You're woof. <laughs> Got to be all cool and stuff. Harumph. <laughs> <laughs>